want it to get too heavy. I feel really overloaded. Alright. Dan and David here. August 6th. And we're so mad. Yeah, but I can't remember what I was going to talk about to start off. We had a great idea to start the episode. Now we're really pissed off because we can't remember what it was. Right. You think, you know, it'd be a good, uh, usually, go ahead, what are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, usually when I, like, can't remember something, I get mad and start, like, knocking shit over, (laughs) but, um, I'll spare you that today. You think it'd be a good, uh, name for a podcast, um, about baseball, baseball sucks? Well, uh, well, if the show is about complaining about baseball, maybe. I don't know. I've been watching uh, baseball. I've been watching your sport, Dan, this week. Uh, okay. Yeah, it seems like 90% of the hits... Uh, 90% of the time... Did you get something on you? Hmm? No, I'm fine. Oh, okay. 90% of the time with batters, they just don't hit shit. No one hits. Like, I feel like baseball is a sport you should only watch via highlight reels. You know? When people are hitting big. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of the... It's a game that requires patience to enjoy, David. Well, I guess I just don't have it. I mean, I, I do like... You have to patiently sit and wait for them, you know, to kind of like... They shuffle around in the batter's box. <laughs> Everyone kind of like looks down, looks up a lot. Yeah. Kind of squints often. <laughs> a lot of squinting. Uh, you know, um, the Not the umpire. The catcher usually does some sort of finger sign that... Oh, there's a position. Probably doesn't mean anything. There's a position that has to suck. They're like, you're going to be the catcher. You have, you make very little impact in this game. Yeah. <clears throat> you're basically a utility. Your hand's just going to get annihilated from catching 100 mile per hour uh, hard baseballs over and over. If it's a game of patience, then here, I'll do you a favor. Hundreds of times a week. <laughs> Put this on silent in the background. Okay. Uh, the Yankees versus the Met. Oh, from the year 2000. So, all the classic uh, players on here. You got Mickey Mantle. You got the Big Bopper. You got the Mighty Met. You got Ran- uh, Randy Rainbow. Yeah, you got Randy Rainbow. You got uh, Randy Savage. You got um, um, Mitch. Jesse the Body Ventura. Hedberg. Uh, Mr. T. Who's that? Jeter, Justice, Sojo, Social Justice Warrior. I'm assuming that's what that means. Williams. Yeah. One B? What does that mean? One B. Huh? These positions, they make no sense. LF. One B is first base. Use your noggin. SS. You got Nazis on the field, man. Is that what that is? (laughs) I mean, it's Derek Jeter, so oh, yeah, probably. Looks like the catcher is a man named Pizza. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, baseball. It's not about the the athleticism. <laughs> well, I just want to say it's about the journey. You know, Bobby Jones. I think that guy played for the Tigers at some point. I d- you know, the only thing I like about baseball is the Mets. Yeah, well, why? Why? Because I like that they are um, in the shadow of the Yankees, but seemingly <clears throat> seemingly the favorite of real New Yorker type people, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just the way it seems to me. Like, the Yankees seem like the team that everyone who moves to New York for work-related reasons, they they, they immediately buy, like, a New York Yankees fitted. And <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just becoming one with the city, man. They try to find the Yankee no-brim. Yeah. Yeah, they just get like into the Yankees performatively. Yeah, they are really they're like uh, a performative. It's not like the Red Sox, where people from Boston genuinely love the Red Sox mm-hmm. psychotically. They're kind of like the Walmart of uh, baseball teams. Something's going on. I'm I also like that their logo is essentially the Yankees logo, but with a little bit more swag, a little yeah. more stank on it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm feeling with the sound. It's. It's a little goofy today. Is it? Maybe. I mean, it's probably... Noodle is sitting on the cord, but I think that's probably fine. 
I'm just I'm just jiggling the uh, audio interface here. Look, they got skippers in attendance for the Yankees game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's good, you know. I guess it's one of those things that if you get it, you get it. I don't know. I kind of like it as much as I'm shitting <laughs> on it. Oh, okay. I like that it's just like a more athletic version of golf. Oh, ah, there we go. That's fun. <laughs> like, that is awesome. It's seeing that. Oh, that's a home run. But I also don't understand the rules of, like, so if an outfielder catches the ball, like, why don't they keep running? Like, I thought well, the rule was, Because like, they're out. If an outfielder catches it? Yeah. I thought it had to go to the first... I thought they had to throw it to the first baseman. No. Um... No, if they catch it before it hits the ground, then they're out. But so if it if they hit like a ground ball, yeah, if it touches the ground, then it's fair game, and they have to tag them out at the base. Huh. Didn't know that. I should have known that because I've done that when I played baseball as a kid. Caught a caught a ball and oh nice. run. Did you play t-ball? No. Well, I, when I say I was a kid, I was like twelve or thirteen. But you caught the ball, and the other kids who knew more about baseball were like. Uh, Oh yeah, no. That means um, uh, they it's a home run. It's a point for the other team, and you're just like, oh, oh. No, okay. I'm pretty sure I told the story on the podcast. It was like uh, I was an outfield, ready to go home. I had no idea how long, much, how long, how much was left in the game. And uh, I see a ball coming towards me, and I'm like in my head debating, should I try to catch this? I probably won't catch it. Ah, might as well try. And I catch it, and all the people on my team are going absolutely bananas. And I'm like, well, what is going on? And so, like, they run up to hug me, and they're like, we won! We won! That's the game ball! And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep the ball. Kind of like uh, parallel to the last game I played, when I the first time I ever played basketball for a rec league. Uh, yeah. Really wasn't very good all season. And then the last game, I caught, like, five rebounds. Wait, when did you do that? What? Play basketball? Yeah. Probably around the same time I played baseball last, so like 11, 12. Huh. Did you like want to or was it kind of I think of I was signed up for it. You were persuaded. It. I mean, like I was interested, you know, yeah. I was, oh, that could be cool. And then when I tried, I just didn't have any skill. Did you have any Oh yeah, you didn't you didn't have the fundamentals. No, you know, I just not very good at shooting yet. <laughs> um, still working on it. Uh, Did you have any friends on the team? High, huh? No, I didn't. That's pretty bold to join a league and not have any friends yet. Like, I guess I did that I mean, with I bowling. had friends. None of them played basketball. No, that's what I, I wasn't implying that you were... Friendless. Friendless. I mean, I didn't hang out. That was still before I, I understood the concept of hanging out with friends more than once a year outside of school. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my usual routine was... Uh, you know, I'd, school year would end, and that was, I guess, just me time for three months. And then one, di- one day out of the summer, I'd hit up my friend Nick to hang out. And then I'd go home and keep doing me. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway, that went on until about ninth grade. That's when I started really hanging out. Then I couldn't, then I couldn't stay home. You know, you couldn't keep me at the house. Yeah. You were always busting like, out. Why, what, what was I doing? Waiting for birthday parties. That's when kids get to like treat their parents like they're limo drivers. Oh, hey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I just rode my bike around. Oh yeah, if you're you know if you know how to ride a bike, which some people do, I guess. Yeah, Dan doesn't know how to ride a bike. Well, I think I, I do, but I sure as hell don't have a bike. What's gonna happen when you move to a metropolitan area, Dan? Like uh. Manhattan. I got a scooter. And then you, you got to ride a bike because uh, it's insane to drive a car and you know, <laughs> you're struggling to keep that studio apartment. It is really funny. <laughs> the idea of people owning cars in New York is really funny. Like, just you have to just be like in, <laughs> like mentally ill. <laughs> and yeah, taking but, it to a, like imagine a mechanic. I don't know. New York's one of those cities where I always think like, what's a an auto garage like there? Just sandwiched between two skyscrapers, just a little garage. Uh huh. Or like a, a gas station in New York City. 
I'm gonna open a garage on like the thirty second floor of the Empire State Building. Yeah, I take a lift. And then um people just cave in the entrance. Well, that's where the front office is, but the garage is is ground level. Yeah. And it's like, Whoa, whoa, you gotta check up you gotta check upstairs, buddy. <laughs> well, where's upstairs? Top of the Empire State Building. This is when I become an eccentric uh trillionaire and I get to just be like, Okay, we're just gonna gut this whole uh center of the building. So people are going to drive their cars straight into the lobby, and then they're taking a lift all Whoa. the way to the 32nd floor. Yeah, you didn't do shit. Why are you excited? <laughs> yeah, they'll hop <laughs> off the bench to be like, yeah, look at that. I could never do that. Though, okay, the, I, I'll say the most boring part of a baseball game is when a batter just keeps hitting foul balls. No, that's what I'm talking about. I watched that, and like, what was wrong with that hit? That's my thing. Is I don't understand the criteria at all. Oh, yeah, well, there's the line. If they go... On their side of the first or third baseline, then it's a foul ball. But they can still get out, like, if it lands within, like, the field area. Mm -hmm. But usually just goes into the uh, the crowd. <clears throat> I also don't understand, like, the, the infrastructure of becoming a pro baseball player, you know? Because it doesn't seem like you can play co college baseball. You oh, know? What's it's not up, like, Noodle? You okay? It's not like basketball. Oh, he's got his rabies shot, so, you know, he's rabid. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like... What is the career path coming out of high school for a baseball player? Do they go to college? Sometimes. Whoa. All right, Noodle. Relax. He's kind of like chewing on my hand. Also, what happened to where baseball is not as popular anymore? Whoa, whoa, Noodle. Cut it out. Noodle. Noodle. What's he doing? He's kind of just like gnawing at my hand a little bit. Hey, Noodle. Which is fine. Like, I, I know he's not going to bite me, but... Eat the chew on the bone. You, oh, damn. you like the you, you like the bone noodle. I like that gingerly he was doing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how he was doing my hand. I just I don't know. I usually don't mind when pets chew on my hand, but I just I don't want them to. It's gonna be more of this. Oh, I don't want him chewing on that. That's his tooth. Oh no. Well, he's a baby, so he's supposed to lose those. Oh okay. Oh, did he just lose a tooth? Like a minute ago? No, oh. I don't think so. Eduardo Alfonso. Edgardo? Whatever. That's like they made a mistake on his uh, birth certificate. I need to get a new uh, Mets hat, speaking of which. <coughs> oh, I thought you were going to say birth certificate. Yeah. Well, that too. You already have a Mets hat? I do, but it's too big. Yeah, I've, ha I've had a real hard time shopping for fitted caps. Okay. Because I don't know what my head size is, so I just and I don't try them on in the store, so I just blindly buy... I'm like this looks about right, and then I leave with it and put get it on, put it on in the car, and realize it's like way too big for my head. Like I thought the Mets hat was fine. Like I tried that on in store. I'm like, yeah, it feels fine. And then mm -hmm. when I got a haircut, you know, I had pretty long hair, you know, at the time, really filled out the hat, <coughs> got a haircut, and now it doesn't fit the same. I kind of like that they have their own song, right? The, the Mets. Meet the Mets. Kind of want to get like an old Mets hat. Fuck the Mets, fucking sucking something something. All right, Dan, what's well, your favorite baseball team, huh? I don't have a problem with the Mets. They're fine. I like, like I said, they're better than. I'll take them any day over the Yankees. Well, maybe uh, this year is uh, their year. They're number one in their division. And Noodle, cut it out. Noodle, don't chew my bag. It's my nice bag. I like my bag. You can chew my hand if you want. Just don't draw blood. I don't want to get rabies. <sighs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we did. We did potentially have a guest coming on this week, but they. Uh, I I think Derek Jeter didn't put their the money guest. where their mouth yeah. was. It was Derek Jeter. Yeah, more like Derek Cheater. Is he shoot up? Does he have roids? I do like. Uh, I do like the. Uh, I think he is a potentially roided out baseball player. I, I mean, he's retired now, but was it? He dated some like supermodel. I'm trying to remember who. Not Jessica L, but that was Justin Verlander, formerly of the Detroit Tigers. Kate Upton. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, what was the plan with? The, oh, we were going to talk about movies mm-hmm. with our guests. That's okay. We can talk. You know what? Whatever. I'm tired of waiting. We can talk about movies. Okay. We were going to talk about Nope, which uh, has been out for a few weeks now. Yeah. So I don't think a review from us is really going to move the needle for you if you haven't uh, if you haven't already checked that out. Yeah, I think Nope is cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I don't really have much to say otherwise. I just thought it was pretty dope. The less you know, the better. Yeah, I mean, uh, my only real issue I get, or my only real fault is I feel like they really worked on the the Gordy and Me subplot, and it in the end. By the end, I mean, it, 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 like, serves a point to, the to like, assert... It serves its purpose to a certain point, and then it's like, well, why did you spend all this time on this? Yeah. If it's not going to matter in the last hour of the movie. You know? Mm-hmm. That's the only issue I had. I mean, it's it's cool. It's, like, a very cool idea. I just feel like maybe either he should have spent less time with it or just done what he, I think he wanted to do anyway was make a a movie about that. Which could still, I feel like, be very cool. Yeah. Like a slow burn horror movie that becomes a horror movie by the end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that, uh, pretty cool. Uh, I haven't really thought about what it means, really, too much. Uh, everyone's like talking about the t shirts. There's t- nope t shirts? Well, the t shirts they're wearing in the movie, like the 90s rock shirts. Yeah, they're pretty cool. What do we, we got? We got, uh, uh, Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle. Uh, butthole Surfers, I think. I don't think so. Uh, Jesus Lizard? I think it's the Jesus Lizard. Jesus Lizard, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm more smitten with uh, the Anya Kaluuya's uh, Scorpion King crew hoodie, the orange one. That was cool. I liked that. Yeah. Some good music in the movie. There was a... Uh, I feel like Keith David's a little wasted in it, but... uh. Yeah. Right, yeah. He uh, gets <laughs> taken out of the game pretty quick. Yeah, when he's there, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Keith David. And then he gets killed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if, uh, I mean, because this happens right away. Like, There's like the, the coins falling from the sky. It would be funny if he looked up and like one went right between his like the ga- his, t- his gap <laughs> in his teeth. He turns around. Hey, son, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, one thing I noticed symbolically that I thought was uh, cool, maybe thematically, is that, like, so you see Keith David at the beginning on a horse. And then they talk about the first film reel being a distant relative of theirs on a horse. Yeah. Um, like their great-grandfather or something, great-great-grandfather. Yeah. On a horse. So two uh, patriarchies in the family on a horse. And you don't see Daniel Kaluuya on the horse until the very end of the movie. You notice that? Like, you don't see him ride a horse at all. It's true. Most movie until he fights at the end. Uh, yeah, that is thematically satisfying. I have to agree. Mm-hmm. Oof. That's the inning. Dumbass. Uh, oh, wow. I just realized this is like pre-9-11 New York. Mm-hmm. Didn't they win three in a row? At this point, or something. The Yankees. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Kind of simultaneously. Something with like the that. Los Angeles Lakers winning three in a row. Oh yeah. Two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. So uh, yeah, that's all I had to say about Nope. It's uh pretty alright. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't watch Elvis. I didn't watch Elvis. I didn't watch um Gray Man either, because I assumed our guest was gonna flake. So. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's not worth my time. But I did watch The Insider tight. We're talking new movies, David. Well, None of that old it. shit. I don't think I've watched a new movie. One minute. I think Nope is the last movie I saw. You, oh, David's grabbing the notebook. Here we go. He's about to do spit and fire. Yeah, I watched The Insider yesterday. Night of the Hunter. That's a new movie to me. Uh, nope. Night of the Hunter rules, though, right? It does. I kind of, I don't know. The end, the last ten minutes feel kind of underwhelming. You know, like I really thought it was gonna be like Cape Fear level anxiety, 
like it is a very cool scene like the leaning scene when uh she's just like what's his name what's her name Ms. Elizabeth or something oh I don't remember you know the old lady at the end when yeah. she's like got the shotgun on the porch and yeah. like he's sitting waiting and he's singing leaning and they oh. start singing it in tandem and then the daughter comes down with the candle yeah like, that's so well done when the light shines and you see just faintly him drop down yeah that oh, was yeah. so scary it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I also, I don't know. still trying to piece together why at the end the little boy gives him the money or like throws the money all over him. Is it because like at that point he doesn't have, like he finds out, is it have anything to do with him finding out his mother was killed? I don't remember. What the what the meaning of that was? Damn, I don't know. I've seen this movie two or three times, and I don't remember what you're talking. I mean, I because he wants, yeah the 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 fucking the dude shows uh. uh Robert, try, Robert to think, Bitchum. Trying to think of a funny way to talk about this. Robert Bitchum shows up. Okay, now it's funny. Yeah, he shows up. Uh, He's trying. Well, he's just trying to bang every broad in town because he hears there's some money hidden. Mm-hmm. He hears there's gold in the mountains, and uh, he's investigating every. He's know, excavating in town to see if the the money's in there. Yep. And uh, well, he gets more than he bargained for, because mm-hmm. then he he's he tries to get what he wants from uh, a couple children, and. Uh, they outsmart him. It's kind of like a Chris spi- Hansen shows up. Spy what kids or something. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every old broad in town just is in love with this guy. You know what I did watch, have been watching, is Law and Order SVU. How's that? Good. I watched this episode about a a pedophile. And uh, they end up setting up a sting operation on, like, his legion, you know, his, like, uh, VFW Hall-style meeting of the pedophiles, Hmm. where, like, uh, the cops, like, uh, Elliot and I think Ice-T and Munch are there, and they're, like, incognito. And uh, so they're just, like, listening to these pedophiles talk about their pedophile stuff. Like, the... They're basically talking about, like, their breakups. And it's like, yeah, you know, I had this real pretty redhead. And then when she got a driver's license, that's when I realized I was nothing more than a glorified taxi driver. <laughs> this ain't shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I think we could probably get on Law & Order. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the dock workers that they interview every episode. Sure, yeah. One of the... Munch the is the coolest character. Working like, in the podcast minds. I was watching an episode. They, were do, they had an episode about sex addiction. Mm. And uh, Ice-T and Munch are talking. I don't know if you know who Munch is. Nope. He's the one who wears sunglasses all the time. And he's like, yeah, one mm. time back in Baltimore, I was walking into the office and, you know, everyone's looking at me like I got my fly down. Turns out my ex-girlfriend was showing her art across the street. I'm like, what's going on? So they tell me about it. Go down there, and the centerpiece is a big blown-up photo of me, all natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's try and make that happen. Let's get on Law and Order. I want to just. I wish the show kind of was just Munch and Ice Tea. Yeah, Munch's Odyssey. Yeah. Nah, stable. Uh, Elliot's cool. Hey, do you want to talk about the 48-hour film festival you were involved with last weekend? Um, sure. Uh, yeah, so I was working on a short film, and by working on it, I mean I sat around a lot, really didn't do anything for six or seven hours, and, uh, I only had one line to read. Yeah, it was in Ann Arbor. I didn't drive myself to Ann Arbor, so I was kind of stuck there. And uh, it was the closest I've ever experienced. What I imagine purgatory being like, basically. 
Sitting it was for different so from long. being at the mechanic the other weekend. No, that's the same car. weekend. That wasn't quite purgatory because I at least had a book. Yeah. Uh, where I was, I had very spotty service, but most of my day was spent looking at NBA Twitter and then trying to watch the 2016 NBA Finals on YouTube. Um, yeah, I didn't end up delivering that line. And uh, it was really mostly just a big waste of my time. Um, so what? Why? Where did you help out with anything else? No. And in fact, the role I had, I was the only person who was only response. It was like a, a it was like a extra, like a interviewee type role. Okay. I was the only one assigned one of those roles who wasn't also on the crew. Uh, I really didn't have to be there. We have what? I, I yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't know why you were there. <laughs> I really wish I knew more before. Did but a uh, mm-hmm. big shout out to the homie driving this uh, in the middle of it when they decided to break for lunch at five o'clock, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go feed my dog. Do you wanna come with me?" And then I get in the car and I'm like, "I really don't want to come back here." He's like, "Yeah, that's why I'm taking you back, actually." <laughs> <laughs> taking you back where? To where my car was parked. Oh, I see. And uh, he did. He did have to feed his dog. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, thank God. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad someone was looking <laughs> out for you. Yeah, apologizing pretty much the whole time in between takes when no one else was around. Like, I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed. Did you know that guy? Yeah. Oh. I just don't want to you know, give out names. I don't oh. want to name names. Okay. Um. But yeah, no, that was hellacious. Um, and I learned that I have to have a bit more discernment on if I'm going to do something, you know, in an acting capacity, what I will be doing ahead of time. Probably not going to get involved in the 48 hour film festival unless it's a project being worked on by a friend, you know? Yeah. I've never been involved in something like that, but I, I think they're like, I don't know. What's the point of like putting such a time window on some like something like that? It, it, I feel like if you make something in forty eight hours, it's like, what lasting power does this or what what lasting value does this have besides whatever competition it's part of? Oh, is he gonna go for a bunt? I think he was. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, it looked like he was either going for a bunt or he got scared of the ball. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no reason for him to go for a bunt because there's no one on base. Let's watch. Like, look at this. Oh, yeah. I I don't know what that was. Yeah, if you're listening and you like baseball, um, look up. uh, It should be, if you have Hulu ESPN, they've got uh, the Mets-Yankees 2000 game on here. I'm assuming this is some sort of championship game. Uh-oh. Oh, he's out. Or did it hit the ground? Yeah, it did. It was a it was a line drive to second base. Basically, my lesson uh, from this is I'm going to work harder at acting. <clears throat> um, Why didn't they use you, though? Well, I don't want to go into too much detail about that, but... uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Haters you were, gonna hate Dan. You were too good. That's what I like to think. Um, work harder at my craft and uh, show more self-respect in assignments I'd pick up. Hmm. Not my craft. I'm not gonna sound like oh, I was like a jackass saying that. I'm not a professional actor, but uh, work harder at uh, no one knowing I'm not a professional actor. Yeah. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is the Meisner method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I did kind of uh, come to a realization that, you know, this is like a type of person, and this is just something I've noticed for a while, that never gets past high school drama club. Mm. That mentality. There's a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. A lot of them. And, yeah, a lot of them. People are saying this. 
I mean, to be fair, I mean, acting wise, I have not made it past high school drama club, but uh, no, I, don't, I mean the mentality. I, I'm I don't want about to. The skill set. Oh, sure. I mean that's uh yeah, that mindset, that grind. Well, we've reached about the mid midpoint of the show. Let's yeah, uh, let's move on. Let's let's. I got some other topics. Move into rock I'm news. On, nope. Okay. Nope, I'm working on something right now. The f- four tenants. Uh, I'm working on a ten tenant system of my mindset and philosophy Kay. to impose on whoever's listening. Oh, nice. If they choose to adopt this. Um, if they don't, they're going to hear about it anyway. Core core values of David. Okay. Number one, the enemy of my friend is also my friend. Number two. <laughs> This is borrowed from another great philosopher. It is not a lie if you believe it. Okay. Number three. Punctuality is nothing more than a signifier of submissiveness. (laughs) Did you come up with that one or was that? That's something I came up with. That's an original. (laughs) Okay, nice. Number four. I feel that. Do as I wilt shall be the whole of the law. Is not true. Be very careful. There's a lot of stupid laws out there. Mm, yeah. Um, that's all I got so far. I'm working on more. I'll have the full, the full ta- tablets soon. Coming down the hills like Moses with them. Yeah. But you, you remember that. You know what's cool? I'm like willfully ignorant of a lot of like philosophy. Yeah. Except so, for this one. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is this this is uh, is all like brand new to me? Like I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. What do you think of those? What do you think about the punctuality one? That it's a core one belief of mine I've carried is, for a while. Yeah, possibly the greatest one. Yeah. Because think about it. And it doesn't matter how angry I get <laughs> waiting for you. Think about it, dude. That People pride the themselves on punctuality, but when you think about it, all you're doing is laying down for the man. And you're kind of, yeah, you're showing everyone you're a nerd. And uh, I have to understand that if I'm getting mad that you're late for something, it's kind of... It says more about me than it says about you. Right, exactly. And wh- what I'm saying here, too, is, you know, if you're punctual, if you're not punctual, it creates a level of mystique about you. Like, what are they doing? Right. Um. Well, in your case, I mostly kind of have a good understanding of what you're doing. That's what you think. Hmm? That's what you think. Or if it's another one of our friends, I know he's... Settle on a pair of shoes, and then when he's about to leave the door, he decides, like, you know what? Who's that? A friend of ours. It's not. Well, it is, <laughs> but you know, he's I been was, on the show. Why are you keeping him mysterious? I'm not. I wasn't trying to throw him under the bus. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's fine if you want to. Uh, well, you can you can bleep out his name. I'm, that's more work for me. Do you know how hard it is to do how much time it takes for me to do that? I have to select the audio. I I don't even know if this is the right way to do it. This is just how I do it. I generate a sign tone. Then I have to normalize the volume to like negative 30 because it's so loud. Hmm. And then I move on. And I got to make sure I highlight all the audio tracks too or else someone could still hear it on, you know. They could still maybe make it out. Yeah, I'm really proud of that punctuality one, though. Yeah. Especially, and I also, like, you know, I've really... It's not a lie if you believe it is... No truer words have ever been spoken. Mm-hmm. I think, uh... Well, how about this one? Uh... All my lies are only wishes. <laughs> Who's that by? Uh... Courtesy of Jeff Tweedy. Uh, the enemy of my friend is also my friend. I haven't really explained. I don't really know what that means, but uh, it sounds very. I, cool. Yeah, I was kind of stuck on that one for a <laughs> second, but it. I just decided that my bit, my first, you know, Occam's razor. It means be magnanimous. Be friends I, with everybody. Or should I say, David's razor? Simplest explanation is the correct one. Most likely. 
be magnanimous. <laughs> Carpe diem. Yeah. Anyway, we can get into rock news because I just wanted to give the world a taste of okay. my worldview. A f- philosophical milestone in progress. Yeah. Um, You know, I didn't have a whole lot for rock news, but I did find a story here about... Uh, I think we've talked about Steve Vai before. I don't really know who that is. He's some, like, guitarist that nerds like, but... I uh, found a, found an article from my favorite guitar world. Uh, this is what happened. The cabbie who took Steve Vai to the venue, this is in Barcelona, showed him a video of his son playing guitar. Vi later saw the boy in the audience and decided to make his entire life. And he, like, brought him up on stage to play guitar. Is that hmm. cool or what? Um... The way this article is written is. I mean, there's nothing not cool. cool about Steve Vai. Oh, certainly but, not. Eh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's good for him, right? But I, I, I like mean, the like, idea. I mean, Steve Vai's a nice guy. I really don't know anything about him. Didn't he play Frank Zappa? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I do like the idea of this cabbie being like, hey, I'm going to let you out of my cab, but first I got to show you this shit. Look at him. And it's his son, like, probably playing Smoke on the Water or something. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Playing Smells Like Teen Spirit with, like, the longest breaks between chord changes you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. We got James Hetfield. I'm on this eternal quest to get the best guitar sound in the world. But yeah, my, maybe someday, James. But my vision of what is the best changes every time I go into the studio. That's from 2008 he said that. Well, uh, let me tell you something. Saying anger, you had it. You hit it right on the head. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) You know, I was talking to a co-worker the other day about um, how painful it is to be involved in a conversation about anything, about music, but not really. It's actually about gear. Yeah. And guitar tone mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. How do you, are you able to hold your, hold water in conversations like that? Or do you like want to be literally anywhere else? I just play guitar for fun these days. And even then every like once a year. Um, I haven't touched my guitar in a long time. But when someone starts talking about. I'm g- not going to get rid of it. That's or, for sure. Well, Yeah. But um, I didn't say you were. I don't even have an amplifier. I just have an electric guitar. Somewhere that around here, there's an acoustic guitar. I don't know where it's at. Okay. Um, but uh, as for tone, so, like it's cool. It's cooler in in practice than it is in discussion. You know. Yeah. Like if someone was talking about it while they were had like a guitar hooked up, and were like demonstrating, that's kind of cool. You know. But if they're just talking about what they do, it's like, ah, I'm so far removed from discussions about that stuff that I don't, I don't even really know what they're talking about. I feel like it's just it's play ki- the notes. Yeah, it's kind of like asking a like a writer or you know a journalist or something like, hey, so like, what kind of keyboard do you use? What kind of pen do you use to write? Yeah, well, writers have other ways of being annoying. <laughs> you know, this is true. <laughs> I think a certain podcast uh, we listen to really sings in being annoying at times. Oh, who? Bryson Ellis? Yeah, I mean, I love Bryson Ellis, but sometimes it does feel like a circle jerk with the guests, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just my mentality. But uh, I guess uh, I kind of want to talk about uh, that guest they had. Who wrote Sweet Bitters? Sweet Bitter? Yeah, Stephanie Dandler. Mm-hmm. That was kind of an annoying interview. I don't know how you felt about it. Oh, I I, I ate it up. I loved it. Really? Yeah, what did you think was annoying about it? I mean, maybe. I read, I did read her book a while ago, so maybe I was more invested in it. I mean, um, though, I guess the way they were talking reverently about publishers and... Yeah. Uh, I think it was the way when she sang, and you couldn't write that today, and it's like, 
<laughs> I'm so sick of that. You couldn't do this. Couldn't write what today though. I don't fucking know. It was something. Oh, probably Eve Babbitts or something like that. It's like yeah, I guess it's like you could, but it wouldn't be as popular, and it probably wouldn't be picked up by most publishers. I guess yeah. is what she means. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just, anytime someone says, "Man, you could not," you know, a comedian as edgy as George Carlin couldn't exist today. It's like, well, you just don't follow comedy. I don't know. Uh, whatever. That's not here nor there. But uh, maybe it was more so at the end when they were talking when the producer chimed in out of nowhere about like you know talking about the food service or food rest you know restaurant industry. Yeah. About Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown. It's like so they were definitely banging, right? You know, like that's kind of <laughs> sexy. You know, she was he was going over there. You know on the sneak to go give her glasses like yeah i mean it's kind of less sexy considering they were both brutally murdered but uh sure i guess if you want to dial in on that oh i didn't even th- I, I forgot who they were even discussing yeah the oj people yeah like they were definitely banging it's like i mean yeah but that's kind of eclipsed by a more dark cloud <laughs> hanging over their their relationship if there was a relationship i don't is that actually confirmed that they were having a relationship oh i don't know I'm I'm cruising uh, Guitar World. I mean, we're still in rock news cruising technically. For gay sex on Guitar World. Yeah. Virtual is virtual cruising a thing? I guess it is. Harder it than is. you'd think on guitarworld.com. Cruising Will- is just uh online dating now, huh? Willow Smith will release a new album. This is all caps one word. Coping Mechanism on September 23rd. Is Willow Smith the guitarist? I know it's Will Smith. I know she's Will Smith's daughter, but does she play guitar? I don't think so. Look it up. I know Jaden does. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a photo of uh, Willow Smith playing guitar. Nice. What kind of gear she got? She's got a... Um, Double uh, neck. There's. It's, she's got like 10 whammy bars. <laughs> she's got some humbuckers. Dude, I, when I, dude, when I talk to a guitarist, I got to know what humbuckers they use. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first thing I ask. I gotta know what kind of what kind of cobalt strings you got. Oh yeah, and uh, how about the pickups? I think I'd love to talk to a guitar player about the most like superficial elements. Like, well, what kind of paint do you paint your guitar with? Mm-hmm. What kind of pick guard are you using? Yeah, I made this shit out of driftwood. Yeah, I got a driftwood neck. Just all cosmetics. I got a um, guitar sound. I don't know what you're talking about. It's all cosmetic, dude. Spaghetti for the strings. Uh, I like the uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny approach. I use a toothbrush to play. That scene where quirky. he's like, yeah, brother, it's a real hot guitar. It's got two humbuckers. Hey, guy, three seconds, three steps to the left. And he's just like admiring himself with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Uh, I like him. Like, I like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some words to describe the guitar tone I love. You know, beefy. Chunky. Crunchy. Meaty. Twangy. Saucy. Yes, very saucy. Wet. But like a little watery. When people say wet. Yeah. I think it's all tied into food. You know, because whenever I hear, I remember when I was in high school and like was more into guitar, I'd hear people talk about guitar sound and shit like that. It's like, this is making me hungry and I don't really <laughs> know why. <laughs> That's every guitarist's goal is they just want to eat their guitar one day. Yeah, they want to like produce a sound they can literally eat. Yep. Uh-huh. You know. You don't really hear bass players talk like that. It's like when beer nerds are like, I like I want to be able to chew my beer. Same thing. So you never heard that? No. no. I'm kind of a beer nerd myself, you know, I like Miller. Yep. Uh Bud Light is pretty good. Hams. Um, hams. That's where it's at. I feel like me and you have different tastes with beer. Like, what do you mean? I never buy IPAs. Oh. Ever. I like them. But, you know, I uh, I like to mix it up. I don't. I respect that. I'm a 9 to 5 lunch pail beer drinker. In that I drink not from 9 to 5 every day. And I bring beer in my lunch pail on the way to work. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, uh, the fuck, uh, I like a fucked up IPA. Drink beer every day. 
You know, I like a juicy IPA. I like a hazy IPA. A double IPA. A, a triple hopped IPA. A dank IPA. Yep. Uh, a laced IPA. A um, spiked IPA. Yeah, I saw Disney's doing a, IPA. Disney's doing a collab with uh, Bell's Brewery. They're doing a flubber, um, triple hopped, dry roasted. You can pour it out and it bounces. Yeah, bouncy. All Turns you into Robin Williams. Juiced up like gelatinous kind of IPA. Gives you Parkinson's. It's kind of like a Jello shot, but it's in a beer bottle. So you're like sticking your tongue in there. You're. Now, do yep. you need to slide into like a second or third base? Sucking it up. Uh, or is that just hot dogging? Hot dogging? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, is that what they sell at the baseball games? They're selling hot dogs. Like, hot dog. Cold beer. Hot dog. You can hot oh. dog me. Hot dogging. Right here. Uh, are are uh, ballpark hot dogs good? Uh, people seem to like them, but I don't know if I've ever had one, to be honest. I'd, I've never, uh, since I stopped eating meat, I don't think I've ever been like, yeah, I could go for a hot dog right now. I mean, I get veggie dogs sometimes, but okay. So, you know, I start talking about being a vegetarian, and it just clears the room. Ooh, David's got Cheez-Its. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound like a... Like a weenie. You're good. Can I have a couple Jesus? Yeah. I'm to be honest, I'm like ravenous, so I'm gonna exercise some self control and just take a handful. Mm-hmm. And you gotta take these away from me, or else I'm gonna go nuts. Thank you. You know, I had a dream about uh, Jesus. Norm McDonald. Oh. I had a dream I watched one of his movies. And I woke up and realized I don't know any of his movies. Yeah. Oh, shoot. We're kind of breaking the no eating on the mic rule. That's okay. Who said we can't eat on the mic? We did have a listener complain to me once about the eating on the mic. Sorry. Just Sorry. Just this once. So. I was looking at Norm Macdonald's, uh, his uh, filmography, and uh, let's see, not as outstanding as you'd think. Number one, first movie, Billy Madison. That's a classic. That's a good role. Yeah, he's really good in that. People then, People versus Larry Flint. It's also a good movie. I don't remember him being in that, though. Uh, he plays a network reporter. He's doing the Weekend Update. <laughs> he rocks at the Weekend Update. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think of, uh, I've seen some of Chevy Chase's work, and I've seen Dennis Miller's work, unfortunately. And Norm crushed it. He fucking, he fucking killed it. He murdered it. He, yeah, he the he's weekend a, update. He was a straight gooba on there. Yeah, he smashed uh, sexually the weekend update. Yeah, he took the really uh He fucking he he's the nerds rope of uh, weekend update. He updates. fucking violated the weekend update, man. <laughs> you know, he stuck Heard. his head up it and was like, "What's that?" Heard, yeah. Doctor Doolittle. Awesome. Dirty work. Even probably his greatest work. You've seen it? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's really funny. Okay. Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Okay, I don't know about that one. Man on the moon. He plays Michael Richards. Nice. Really? Yeah. I don't remember him in that movie. Uh, why is Michael Richards in that movie? Because um on Second City, I think it was. Whatever uh sketch show they were both on. Hmm. Oh look at him. <laughs> um, they got into a big fight because uh, Andy Kaufman was um, forgetting his lines and going out of character and stuff like that. You, you know, know what? Michael okay, Richards. yeah, I remember this now, actually. Yeah. The Animal. Okay, yeah, I don't... Rob that's Sh another Rob Schneider thing, yeah. Joint. Dr. Doolittle 2. Okay. 
Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, Farce of the Penguins, Dr. Doolittle 3, Senior Ooh, Skip Day. Pause. Movie. Farce of the Penguins? <laughs> yeah. I remember when that came out. Yeah, I do too. That was so stupid. He was in Senior Skip Day, a movie that doesn't even have an article on Wikipedia. <laughs> Christmas is here again as Buster the Fox voice acting work. Okay. Um, as with most uh, actor, you know, co- comedians turned actor, they uh, they tend to just go for voice roles eventually. Well, I mean, he was always a comedian first. His voice is all also very good. The flight before Christmas. Then he did uh, Funny People. Okay. I know some people like that movie. I've never seen it. I've heard it's good. He plays himself. He does a cameo. Dr. Doolittle, Million Dollar Mutts. So he's a Dr. Doolittle staple Lifer. somehow. Yeah, I don't as his character, Lucky. Was he in the Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle? We'll find out. Did he play on Doolittle? Then he was in Grown Ups. He does a cameo. Hollywood and Wine. Jack and Jill. So he's making a comeback, cinematically. Occasional Happy Madison uh, joint. Yeah. The Adventures of Jin Bao, which is a Hong Kong computer animation animated action comedy martial arts film about a some type of panda um, that looks like a PS1 graphic. <laughs> this is a Kung Fu Panda adjacent movie i assume and he did vampire dog whose writer and director are red links this page has not been created yet okay the outback as quint another voice acting role the seventh dwarf another one what then he did a cameo in the ridiculous six. Oh yeah another cinematic classic Treasure Hounds as Skipper. This one does not have a, a link either. And he did Klaus. Oh, yeah. They animated a uh, fucking thing. And Back Home Again. And then he Hollywood died? Hollywood really did my man dirty. Not giving him Hollywood killed Norm MacDonald. What a great dude. Very funny. Funny guy. Yeah. Glad we could get him on the show before he passed away. Yeah, that was. That episode's great. locked behind the the eventual paywall, however. Yeah, we have that in the vault. Yep. And you got to pay a minimum of 100,000s. Real quick, how cool is the Mets um like city logo? What do you mean? Like that one. The baseball with the <laughs> skyline logo. Oh, the baseball that looks like it's about to demolish New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> I'm sure there's some Yankee fans who's like, you see the logo? The Mets fucking ruined New York. <laughs> they blew it up. They got the really big, the big fucking ball. If you ask me, the Mets, every one of them, are a member of Al-Qaeda. <laughs> they win on 9-11. They yep. were mad about Jeter and the Yankees hogging all the fame. Uh-huh. Um, I uh, love uh, in cartoon. I don't know if this happens much in real life where a batter will like, have a big bundle of baseball bats that they're swinging around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseball's all right. I like a good... Uh, not- I don't. I haven't seen a lot of like the classic baseball movies. Like I haven't seen League of Their Own, Field of Angels, Field of Angels, or Angels in the Outfield. Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, Angels uh, in the Outfield, Dreams in the Outfield. Yep, Major League. That'd be a good movie. I want to see Major League. Major League Two. That's the only one I can find streaming. Bad News Bears and Bad News Bears and Bad News Bears Two. Mm-hmm. Or I think they go to Japan. Nice. Um, I'm sure there are absolutely no sketchy jokes in there. No. Have you seen Bad... You haven't seen Bad News Bears? I saw the remake. Huh. 
I, I've only been recently watching baseball movies. Although that's that's the only one that I had seen probably. What other? How many basketball movies? Is Coach Carter? Hustle. Hustle. Very brand good. new movie. I'd say Uncut Gems is somewhat of a baseball basketball movie. Sure. I guess in the same way that a uh, Bad Lieutenant's a baseball movie. Um. You know the Sandlot? Semi-pro. The Sandlot, not that great, in my opinion. I've never watched Sandlot. Oh, it's really, it's not worth your time at all. No? No. Is it like Uncut Gems or Bad Lieutenant? Not really. What a cool movie idea. A dad who places bets against his son's little league team. <laughs> Wouldn't that, that be great? Is that Bad Lieutenant? No. Oh. That's not a movie, I just made it up right uh, now. Oh, Okay. Let's let's uh let's let's shop this out. Let's shop this out. Okay. Why is he placing bets against his? Uh, because he knows his son sucks at baseball. Maybe yeah. he uh enables his son's failure. But maybe he um. But he, he has the best intentions. Like the money is gonna go towards college. Yeah. He just happens to find some psycho who's into like putting bets on a. He knows he's gonna get laid off in a field, where a dying field. Let's say he's I don't know fucking. Telemarketer in the era of. Um, Email. The era of caller ID. Oh yeah. And. He, Is your cat okay? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> She's interjecting. Oh okay. She's like, she's uh, egging us on like, yeah, yeah, keep going, get Maybe this she's movie. hungry, I'll feed her in a second though. Okay, so here's the idea. He's a telemarketer in an era when caller ID is around. So no one's answer picking up his calls. And he's spent his whole life doing this. Yeah. And this is pre-recession, so he made a living doing it somehow. Yeah. His wife's a doctor or something. She, she's got the good job. Uh, what, when does this take place? Let's say 1992. Okay. Um... I mean, his son plays Little League Baseball, yep. and he stinks, mm-hmm. but he loves baseball. Like, you know, he's one of those kids. They got a lot of spirit, but zero skill. Sure. Just stinks. Yep. And he knows that their their rival team is amazing. Yeah. Like, his dad looks up to this pitcher on the other team. This, like, this child? six foot, yeah, six okay. foot, 12-year-old. <laughs> Definitely on the juice. Nice. Definitely uh, Jose Canseco style kid. <laughs> and uh you know, he doesn't know how he's gonna contribute to his kid's college fund because he's gonna lose his job, his relationship with his wife is shaky, you know. So he figures you know, he hears talk that there's gambling going on. Yeah. On the games. So he starts placing bets against his own son. Okay. And that's the setup. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, yeah, I like the premise. I think you'd have to figure out more. Uh, what kind of weirdo is making taking bets on sports games? But I think there's potential there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my next movie. It's called The Sandlot. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great title. I'm writing it and starring it. How has no one ever thought of that before? Yeah. Oh, okay, you're starring. Are you gonna play the dad? I'm going to play the Jose Canseco kid. Okay. (laughs) Nice. That's a good idea. All right. Well, uh, it's time to wrap up the show. Noodle? Yeah. Remember, everybody, be excellent to one another. Yep. Oh, is that the other part of your uh, philosophy? Yeah, Yeah, maybe. You're just kicking that one around. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've had this plan the whole time. Let's see where we... Oh, oh my God. 57 minutes in. It's not even halfway over. I mean, most baseball games are like three hours. All right. We'll join us next week for... um, Baseball talk? No. No one's going to listen. Scott Brosius. It's a cool name. Kind of like a Greek... um, All right, well, I'm going to check on my cat real quick. Oh, yeah, okay. David's cat uh, demands his attention. His cat speaks in full sentences, too. Okay, goodbye, everyone.